episode of chopping it up with d randall a virtual barbershop experience where we sit in this virtual chair and get that virtual line up that virtual even steven or that virtual fade this is a family oriented show so like the gentlemen the ladies are welcome too you can sit in the virtual chair and do what we do so without further ado we're going to get to do what we do best. We're getting ready to chop it up. This episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She is a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. Yo, it's time to share your stories with the world. Schedule your discovery call at www.tiamonique.com 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 and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy alright y'all let's chop it uh, okay um, I'm actually recording this on September 11th which is a bittersweet day for me. Uh, as we all know, September 11, 2001 is when the buildings went down, World Trade Center in New York, and the attack on the Pentagon, all the things that happened that took thousands of lives and utterly destroyed families and put terrorism on the clear map in the United States of America. And it's also uh, my my pop's birthday. So shout out to my pop. Happy birthday, Mr. Stephen Brantley Sr. But um, I was wondering, it's been 22 years. Do anybody remember what they were doing when this happened? I can remember clearly because um, I was working for a maintenance service and they did maintenance on banks and things of that nature. My dad was working with them as well. And I had recently just gotten married uh, on September 1st of the same year. And I was on my way to do a specific job at a specific bank because uh, the job that we worked we had, they had a company truck with tools and everything, and they gave you a specific region that you worked in. And it was like they were all over Metro Detroit, 
So I had a specific region, and everybody else had a region that they worked. And I was on my way to one of the main buildings that was in my region in a city called Birmingham, Michigan. And at the time, I used to love to listen to AM because they had the sports talk radio on the AM uh, stations. They didn't put sports talk radio on FM till a couple of years later. But I was listening to, um, wasn't a sports show, it was actually Don Imus. If anybody remember Don Imus, he is, his show, I believe, was in New York. And he was getting all these uh, calls from people, and they were hysterical. And I remember driving like, he played a lot of jokes. He played a lot of pranks. But in his voice, you could hear that he was a little confused. And then breaking news came, and they had video footage of one of the planes actually flying into the building and he was hysterical and all of a sudden we I started getting calls from my boss and co-workers and like I said I was on my way to do some work on one of the buildings and one of the buildings I went to it was a bank but it was one of the bigger branches they had the corporate lawyer corporate bankers and and regular bankers and tellers, it was just a big old building. And when I got there, everybody was standing in the lobby looking at the uh, the TV, and they kept showing a plane flying into the buildings, and they were talking about how certain uh, terrorists took over planes and flew over the Pentagon and it was just a lot of stuff, and I remember looking at grown men and grown women hysterically crying because a few of the people I remember had family in New York, and some of them worked downtown. They worked in the area where everything, where Ground Zero, that's what they call it now, happened. And it was a, a, a surreal sight to see them showing this airplane flying deliberately into a building and you see the building just shatter, explode, fire coming out. And what tripped everybody out, I think a woman said it, and she said, oh my God, look, they're jumping out of the building. And it was people actually jumping out of the building thinking that was going to save their life. Now, this building was built like the Titanic. It was supposed to be impenetrable, indestructible. I tell you, everything has a weak point, and everything is not indestructible that's built by man. And to see firemen after firemen and and they're calling firemen from different cities. They called them from different states. They have firemen come in from uh, Georgia, Florida, um, some from here in Michigan, uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey. It, they had a bunch of people coming in because 
they had to dig a lot of people out. And some of the people they had to dig out were actually policemen and firemen. I will never forget that day because it it made a mark on U.S. history and it set the tone for terrorism, terroristic acts, and how a lot of the terroristic acts were going to be accomplished or planned out. It was a... a surreal yet scary feeling people were hysterical a lot of people had to go home because they didn't know how to take the news so a lot of us that work for the company we were working for i don't know if y'all remember the next tail phones where you could chirp everybody that's those was the company phones and every all the co-workers were chirping each other like, what do we do? Are we, what's happening? Because everywhere where we at, the people are wrecked. And like I said, we we mainly uh, serviced banks. So you're dealing with, uh, you're dealing with corporate people. So they don't, seeing this, a lot of them were rattled. They were, they were disturbed. They were um, hysterical, and I was surprised to know how many people he- here had family that was in New York, and they were like really, 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 really upset about family members and friends that were in the New York area, in the uh, in the uh, downtown New York area, and they were. They were really nervous, and I, I didn't really look at it from that point because I'm in a state of shock that all this is happening. And watching the people sit there, they're hysterical. They're running to their office. They're trying to call. They they got the cell phone. They're trying to call. You know, cell phones back then wasn't as popular as they are now, but you've seen people getting on their phones. They're making calls. They're trying to find out. Are they people okay? And all I can remember is Rudy Giuliani at the time was the mayor. He he spoke out on New York is going to survive. No terrorists is going to keep us down. New Yorkers are strong. The uh, uh, president came out and said what he said. I remember Vince McMahon coming out saying what he said. Uh, we're not going to let this terroristic threat, this terroristic act keep the United States down. We are a great country. We are a country that believes that we're the strong, only the strong survive. And just talking to my coworkers and we trying to figure out how we can help each other. It turned out to be a, it was a hectic day. Because all of us got together, we got to talking. Our boss called us from Illinois because they were based, headquarters was in Illinois. And they he called us and said that a lot of us can finish what we started and we can go home. But we decided we're going to help each other out and we're going to knock out as much as we can. So anybody that was in a region that was close 
to a co-worker's region, we coincide our work with each other. Like my region and my my uh two other guys I work with, my my father and another guy, our regions was somewhat in a close vicinity. So we were able to help each other out and this is around the time when my father had gotten sick and and uh he found out he had cancer so all this was going on he was working on his birthday he was not feeling good it was a lot so the day really was more hectic than what i thought because pops was sick and he didn't know it and none of us knew it and all this stuff was going on so we end up helping each other out knocking each other's business out the door and we end up going home so i end up uh listening to more of the am side i had stopped listening to sports talk radio even though they were they cut sports out and start talking about it i was just listening to the news stations on am trying to get some um information and as i was driving home um, Don, Don Imus, I remember, stayed on longer than he normally does. And what happened is that he got a lot of info being in New York, and he found out that um, the terroristic act was uh, a part of the uh, Saudi Arabia uh, Muslim uh, uh, people who wanted to make an example of the U.S. because of what the U.S. was doing to the Middle Eastern region, mainly Saudi Arabia. So I'm looking at, excuse me, not looking, listening to the information that's coming out. Don Imus went off, and I forgot who came on after him. It was another nationally syndicated guy. I, I don't remember who he was, but he came out and was saying that the information was coming in, it was coming in, and it was coming in, and you was getting the gist of all the stuff that had pieced it all together. And Saddam Hussein, according to back then, was the guy that orchestrated all of this. And when you look at it, a lot of people was not even thinking about who orchestrated or who was the genesis of this terroristic act. All you could think about was who survived, um, who was the the guy that survived all this. Is he able to? Um, talk and see, say what happened so all these things going through my mind listening to this information and now 22 years later you look at the situation and say what would make a person take over a plane and literally kill him or herself and the people on the plane and the, the 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 thinking and the mindset of that person to listen to another person to be 
a, a suicide killer. And, you know, it was it was a thought process that threw everybody in for a, a loop. Nobody wanted to grasp it. All we could think about is what was lost and what was destroyed and who sacrificed their own lives to save others because it was a lot of that going on. It was a whole lot of that going on. And you look at the situation and you play it back in your mind and you think about what you were doing at the time. And the only thing we could do when we were at work, my coworkers and I, was to go to work to keep to keep our mind off of it, get get all our work done so we can go and process and go hug your family and go tell them that you love them, things like that. So while we sitting in this chair getting this virtual lineup, let's thank God for the New York firefighters the uh, New York Police Department, even though he uh, is in a lot of trouble now, but I, I, I appreciate how Rudy Giuliani handled being the mayor of New York. President Bush um, was serious about handling the Middle East for what they did to the country. I appreciate that. I'm not a real big fan of his. I can't say when it came to that, he was a very uh, opportunistic president and he was very caring about what happened. I appreciate all the big time people who came out, Vince McMahon, the you know, the WWE saying, we're not going to stop. We're going to still entertain the people because you need entertainment now more than ever. So I, I, all the things that I can sit back and look at in 2023 as opposed to 2001 when it actually happened, when it was full mass hysteria, you look back and, and, and see that the things that was going on and the things that people did to try to keep America close and show that we still the greatest country in the world and keep us in a situation where you may have gotten us in this, but we still gonna make it work. So I, I'm thankful for every fire department that came to the aid of the New York Fire Department. I'm thankful that we're still the United States of America. We're still a country where we're strong and we're gonna survive. I may not agree with a whole lot of what the country do. I do say that this is a strong country and it is a great country. And when the when, when the worst come to worst, we do our best. That's how I feel about 9/11. You know, it, it's a it's a feeling that now I can look back and say we survived. Not only did we survive, we have, we came together, and in certain instances, we gotten stronger. Because this is a country that was one nation under God, and things may happen. If you leave it in God's hands, 
the strong will survive. We will make it. So you guys, man, if you can, tell me what you were doing when this happened. September 11, 2001. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what you were doing? Do you, uh, what was your thought process when you seen on the news the plane flying into the World Trade Center? What did you feel? Did you have any family that lived in the in the New York area? Did what what was the mindset? I guess is the best question. What is the mindset that you had? Tell me what you feel about that. But we're gonna switch gears, man. It's the it's the first week of the National Football League. And every I'm gonna try to do something once, twice a month um, to talk about college and and pro football. And I was, I say not disappointed, but I, it was a few plays and players that kind of shocked me. But it is the first game. It is the first week. So you're going to see some rust. You're going to see some things that you may not have want to see. I got to deal with my Cowboy fans. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, I'm a Detroit Lion fan. I got a secondary team, the Green Bay Packers. They both won. I'm proud of the Lions because they went and beat the Super Bowl champs in their place. So, football is here, and I'm ecstatic. I am a football person. I'm a sports guy, but I love football. Love basketball. Those are my two favorite sports. But I still watch hockey. I still watch baseball. Um, I'm just a sports fanatic. Love it. So, like I said, I will be every now and then during the football season talking a little football, college and pro. What do I think about certain um, games and certain teams? And might even throw a few teams to look at that you might want to throw out there on FanDuel, make you a few dollars. I don't know yet, but um, it, might be, it might be something like that going on. Um, I feel that certain teams just need to get the rust off. Certain teams look very good. I have to give Dallas State credit. They look good. San Francisco look really look good. But you look at teams such as uh, Cincinnati and uh, Chicago, um, Tennessee. I just think you need to get the rust off. I think it's uh, players that that you're implementing that just need a little more time to get in. I'm not really judgmental to probably after week four, week five. I'm right now, like I'm talking about it now because I'm just excited that it's here. It's football season, good people. Now, I'm going to talk a little college. And college football is more exciting because when you are at a college setting, and this is just me watching football on a college setting when I went to uh, Fort Valley State, which is a Division II football powerhouse, you know, it's a historical black college and university, but it's a historically power, football powerhouse. And being in the atmosphere 
it's a dim- different atmosphere as opposed to a uh, professional game. So when you go to places like uh, Alabama, Michigan, Florida State, Clemson, Ohio State, Penn State, USC, where they got eighty to a hundred thousand fans pushing the team, it is a different atmosphere, and the game is a little bit more wide open. A lot of coaches are uh, in the college ranks like to open up the offense. Although it's some great teams that play very good defense, you see a lot of offensive uh, plays and different skill sets. Not saying that the NFL don't do it. That's why I say week four, week five, you're going to see a lot in the NFL. I just think this is just the first three weeks is more of a warm-up, even though they have preseason games. College, it's a different thing. You got wild student sections. You got boosters. You got all types of fans that's pushing their team, and it's a sight to see. If you go to the big house, that's 111 strong. You go to the horseshoe, that's 100 and I want to say 104 strong. You go to uh, Penn State, that's 108 strong. You go to Neyland Stadium, that's 108 strong. 108, 109,000 fans, even the 85 to 95,000 ruckus fans going insane. There's nothing like it. But you got uh, you got your your teams that's going to fight for a national championship. Your Alabama was upset. The other teams have pretty much won like they're supposed to, but Alabama played a tough opponent in Texas. All the hook'em boys out there is road tied and hook'em. Hook'em, baby. But you're going to see, you're going to hear me talk about a little more football uh, since it's that time of year. And like I said, I'm debating on maybe giving some teams to look out for on FanDuel to uh, whatever uh, betting site you want to you wanna, uh, check out. But once again, this is just my opinion. It's nothing that I'm etching in stone. So if you take it, take it at your own risk. This is a straight opinion from what I see and what I know. So it's on you to uh, bite on that hook. But once again, it's just my opinion. Well, we finna uh, head on out of here. Everybody getting they virtual lineup, they virtual fade, our virtual Eva Steven. We getting, we wrapping it up. We uh, had a good time talking the topics. And I'm going to reiterate, since this is uh, being done on 9-11, how do you feel? 22 years later and what do you remember about 9-11 what pops in your mind what were you doing is it vivid do you remember it like yesterday because I remember it like it was yesterday I remember the whole scenario like it was yesterday and to my fellas and to the ladies who like football Give me your favorite college and pro teams and what you think they're going to do. How you think they're going to survive? Are they going to win it all? 
they're going to win a uh, Super Bowl or they're going to win a national championship in college. Give me your favorite teams. Tell me what's happening. You know, I'm a Michigan fan. Hopefully they can pull it off, you know. So my secondary team, since I, you know, in Georgia a few years of my adult life, so I, 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 re, I quietly root for the Bulldogs, you know. And, you know, I said I'm a Lion fan. I'm a Packer fan. Uh, those are my squads. You tell me yours and tell me what you think they're going to do. Tell your boy how you felt about 9-11. And shout out to all my listeners across the country and across the world. I truly appreciate you uh, tuning in and keep tuning in. Uh, once again, I'm I'm in the process of uh, trying to get a website where I can get some suggestions, you know, cash out, set up for donations. And when I make little trips and do some on-site shows, I'm trying to get all that together for guests. I'm going to eventually have some guests on here as I'm actually working on that right now. But shout out to all of my listeners. D. Randall, appreciate you listening, tuning in sitting in the virtual chair with your B-O-Y. And I am eternally grateful. Please stick with me. We're going we gonna to shoot to the top, man. We're going to make it. We're going to have fun doing it. It's going to be an amazing ride. We're going to get out of here. But before I go, I have to say that the Chopping It Up with D. Randall, a virtual barbershop experience, is also sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. Get your graphics done for any event or announcement, web design, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email Tamara at TMONIQUE for more information. That's Tamara at TMONIQUE.com. T-A-M-A-R-A at T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. Tamara at T-M-O-N-E.com. And uh, this is for Creative 8 Incorporated. All right, my peeps, my fam. We done got this talk. We getting this hair dusted off our, ver- our face from this virtual haircut. Until next time, when we get to chop it up, This is D. Randall signing out. Peace.